Hi there, my name's Juanita and you're listening to Addicted to Chaos. So I don't really have a lot of a life update to update you guys on this week. Not a lot has happened. I've just been working and I've just seen a couple of friends and this weekend I just got super fucking drunk off my ass and then I had to fucking pull myself out of bed on Sunday to go to my friend's gender reveal and but yeah, other than that, kind of boring. I don't really have a sex life at the moment, so nothing to speak about there. I am going to Laneway this weekend, so I'm very excited about that. I've still yet to make my outfit. Um, I do, I've had the material for like <laughs> literally a year now. Not that when I bought the material I knew I was going to use it to make an outfit for Laneway, but um, anyway, Laneway is a music festival that's coming to Adelaide, if that wasn't already clear. So I've yet to do that, thinking about doing that tonight, who knows, might just fucking eat some dinner and watch some more Emily in Paris, who knows. Uh, just feeling really flat a lot lately, um, and that's kind of just my life update. But that does bring us to today's topic, which we'll probably just get straight into, which is stress, um, with a focus on financial stress. So when I Google stress, this is what comes up. Stress can be defined as any type of change that causes physical, emotional or psychological strain. Stress is your body's response to anything that requires attention or action. Everyone experiences stress to some degree. The way you respond to stress, however, makes a big difference to your overall well-being. So my current stress, aside from my quarter-life crisis and like not knowing what I want to do, <laughs> a lot of my stress is most of my stress. Probably, uh, I want to say, hmm. Right now, in this moment, I want to say 80% of my stress is financial, 10% of my stress is health-related, and the other 10% of my stress is just, you know, not knowing what the fuck to do with my life anymore. So, growing up, I never thought that life was going to be this hard. And now that I'm 23, and I'm an adult, and I have a full-time job, and I have an apartment, I realise that Life's a lot fucking harder than I first thought. And some people make it look so easy. How they do it, I don't fucking know. But they make it look so fucking easy. And, you know, the world's always been hard, but I know it is getting harder, you know? Like, for example, a man used to be able to work... I'm going to be super, like, general about this, by the way. A man used to be able to work a standard office job and support himself, his wife, and his three kids comfortably. Whereas nowadays, one person can barely support them fucking selves... And that's just fucked. Some people get lucky and they get into a good job. And okay, yes, some people really work their ass off for it. But there's also a certain amount of luck involved. I have spent my whole life doing everything right. I have done everything, most things, that people have told me to do. I got A's and B's all through school. The only C I ever got in school was uh, in science for like one term. But that was like the only C. Otherwise, I just got A's and B's all through school. Right after school, I went and did a bachelor's degree in fashion, as you guys know, with a minor in business and marketing. And then straight out of school, I, you know, got a full-time job, um, which then only in, the, in a matter of months led me to becoming a retail store manager. And then I was in that job for about a year. And then I got the job that I'm currently in now doing sales and marketing for a plant company. So I have done everything right. I, I, I haven't, okay, sure, maybe, you know, I had some hardships along the way and I probably got a bit drunk on the weekends and I shouldn't have done that. But otherwise, like, I'm a very productive person. I like to, 
I'm always on the go. I'm always doing something. I've told you guys about the 13 fucking businesses that I've started on the side and you know, I've done, I've done everything. I didn't, I didn't, and not that this is wrong, but I never took a gap year. I never, I never fucking traveled. I was like, nah, I'm going to set myself up with a solid base. And then I can, you know, once I'm actually making money and I'm comfortable in life, then I can go and fucking do that. And what shits me is that I look at some of my friends or I, you know, look at some of the people who I follow online and, and they never, they never follow the rules. They never did what I did. They didn't get fucking A's and B's through high school. They didn't study a degree. They, you know, they didn't go straight into a full-time job. They fucked around during high school. They got shit grades. They fucking took a gap year, dropped out of uni, um, you know, traveled for a long time, did whatever the fuck they wanted to do, came back and now they're earning, you know, good money. And I'm like, and they've got their shit together. (laughs) How the fuck? Does one do that? I don't understand. I certainly look at some of my friends and I think, nah, like, yeah, you have, like, you know, you you were going down the wrong path, but now you have worked your ass off. But there always is, like, a certain amount of luck involved. Whether you apply for a job and 200 people go for that job and you randomly get selected as one of the 10 to be interviewed and out of that 10, you just so happen to be, you know, the one who gets picked. There's always an amount of luck involved in everything. And this is not me saying that I'm unlucky because I... For the most part, like I have amazing friends and I have an amazing family and, you know, I was able to initially get this apartment and we'll get into that later about, you know, what might be going on there. And my health isn't that fucking great, but, you know, I can put food on my table. I do have shelter over my head and I do have people that love me. So I am very grateful for those things, but sometimes I just can't help but think, how the fuck did these people get where they are when they didn't even follow the fucking rules, you know? So my financial stress at the moment is impacting me to the point where it's causing even more issues with my health. So sooner or later, I will do a whole episode on rheumatoid arthritis and um, kind of what that is and what that meant for my life and how it screwed up any chance I had of any kind of a dance career. And But my financial stress at the moment is causing me to have more health issues other than my rheumatoid arthritis, which is then making me having to spend even more money to try and fix these health issues, which then just further impacts my financial stress, which then just causes more fucking health issues. And I feel like I'm on this vicious fucking cycle. And this cycle alone could easily just be fixed if I could just make a little bit more money. But we'll get into that later. So I have stress-induced gingivitis. Who the fuck would have thought that that was a thing? (laughs) Certainly not me. So the last couple weeks, my gums have been kind of hurting and I've noticed like plaque coming out of my teeth. I've always flossed. I've always taken such good care of my teeth. It was only a few years ago that I had Invisalign. I spent 10 grand on trying to fix my teeth because I had a crossbite. I wasn't chewing properly. It was giving me headaches. So I was like, okay, what can I do? Went and saw the orthodontist. They told me that they could either, you know, break my jaw and then I'd have a finger width gap between my teeth for a year. And then they would put me in braces for another at least two to three years. And I was just not not up for that kind of four or five year process of that. (laughs) You know, shaving my head was enough. Going through that societal hell was enough for me to, you know, break down sometimes, let alone having a bald head and then a finger wits gap between my teeth for a year and then having fucking braces after that. 
while I look like a little boy and grew my hair out. Not all girls look like little boys when they shave their head and then they start growing their hair out. But in my opinion, I think I have a very androgynous looking face. And I definitely looked like a little boy when I was growing my hair out. And the other option was to get Invisalign, which they told me would take just over a year. And it did. So obviously, <laughs> that was my option. I was like, yep, gonna get Invisalign. So the first option of breaking my jaw and then having to wear this like mouth harness, you know, like Katy Perry in whatever that fucking music video is. Yeah, like it would have been like that. Like that's what I would have had to, I'm just sorry. Like I just, I couldn't have gone through that. Like no, so, kudos to whoever the fuck has done that. Cause I just, no, <laughs> I have my limits. But that would have like 100% fixed, fixed my teeth. Whereas what I did um, with the Invisalign had an 80% to 100% chance of fixing my teeth. But you know what? It fixed my crossbite. Um, I was chewing properly. I wasn't impacting my teeth anymore. I wasn't getting migraines because I was finally being able to chew properly. So that fixed my teeth. I spent 10 grand on that. So, you know, when, and I've always been told I've had really great oral hygiene. So then when, you know, I start getting sore gums and I'm not being able to wear my retainer at night because it hurts. And I'm, you know, if, if, you know, one night I do happen to be able to wear my retainer and fall asleep in the pain that I'm in, when I wake up in the middle of the night, I'm like spitting out blood. Disgusting, I know. But I was like, oh, I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure I just need to floss more. Like, I'm sure it's not an issue. And because I'm dealing with all this stress already and these migraines and I'm just doing, doing my fucking best to keep my shit together. I was like, this can just fucking wait. Well, apparently it it couldn't because on Friday I finished doing um, some sewing and I get up and my mouth just like pulls with blood and I'm like, <coughs> I'm like kind of choking on this fucking blood. And so I have to spit, spit it out. And that was not fun. And obviously I freaked out, <laughs> you know, that's, it's not something that's normal. Your mouth just randomly pulling with blood and then you having to go and you're choking on it. And you have to go and spit it out. So after I spit this blood out, I look in the mirror and I pull down my lip and like the blood is coming from my gums. It's like oozing out of my gums. And I'm like, so yeah, I'm, I'm na naturally, I'm like freaking out. I'm like, what, what the actual fuck is going on here? Am I dying? So I call my mum, who's not fucking in town. Like, I don't know what I would do with that. My mum, I rely on her so much. <laughs> so I call my mum and she's out of town. I'm like, mum, I'm fucking bleeding from my gums. Like, what do I do? I need to go to the ER. Like, there's something wrong. Like, am I dying? And she's like, Juanita, calm down. If you need to go to the ER, you can, but you'll just be waiting a lot of hours. Wait until the morning, you know, and then book an appointment with your dentist. And I'm like, I don't even know if my dentist like works on the weekends. Like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? And she's like, it's okay, like, <laughs> I'm here with your uncle. And so, like, my uncle's my mum. And he's like, oh, I'll call you, Ronnie. You can, you can stay with her tonight. So, and like, you know, so that's what I did. So I was like, I need the fucking emotional support. So I drove down to my aunties and I just stayed with her for the night. And it was just good to just sit on the couch. We just watched fucking Magic Men, Magic Mike, whatever the fuck that movie is. Um, and, then, and then we went to bed and I slept for a solid 11 hours. 11 I slept for 11 hours straight I think I woke up like I woke up at nine hours and then I fell right back asleep and I slept for another two hours so I, I've clearly been like that fucking stressed and just that exhausted like mentally and like emotionally and just physically just everything I've just been fucking exhausted with everything that's been going on that I slept for 11 hours I can't I can't even remember the last time I did that my sleeping has been pretty bad lately it's been great because I got these new blinds that are completely blackout, but then all this stress shit kicked in and 
anyway, it's just kind of been a bit up and down, bit of a roller coaster. Anyway, so then in the morning, um, my auntie makes an appointment with her doctor and um, meanwhile, like, I'm trying to call my dentist. I'm like, I need to get this fixed, like, with an actual dentist. Like, I don't know what a doctor's going to do, like, refer me to a dentist. And her dent and my doctor doesn't work on the weekend, so we were going to go through her doctor, but her doctor doesn't bulk bill, so her doctor's going to charge me and that's just going to add to my financial stress. So I'm like, well, fuck, I might as well just go and see a dentist to begin with. So I call my dentist, they tell me that they don't have any appointments, and then last minute... Um, they give me a call back. Um, this is like just a bit later in the morning and they said, we've got a cancellation that I can come in for an emergency appointment. So I get in there and the dentist pretty much sees me straight away and she's like, Hey, like, so tell me about what's going on. And I said, well, I'm just in like a lot of pain. Um, you know, I've been noticing this stuff with my gums. Didn't think it was like that big of an issue, but I've, I'm starting to get like gaps between my teeth now. And, you know, I'm like, there's like plaque and then, oh yeah, last night I fucking, you know, my mouth pulled with blood and I started gagging on it. And she's like, yep, no, that, that's definitely not normal. Have you been stressed lately? And I'm like, yep, been extremely stressed. Didn't mention that it was financial because, you know, as, as open as I am, my mum tells me that I need to be a bit more, um, that I need to share less because I'm an oversharer, but whatever. <laughs> I have a podcast now and she doesn't know about it. <laughs> now I can overshare all the fuck I like. I love my mum, but if she found out that I had this podcast and what I talk about on it, she would genuinely like thump me. <laughs> and I'm 23. <laughs> so anyway, so then the dentist is like, so have you been stressed lately? And I'm like, yes, I have been stressed. She's like, well, let's take a look. I think I know what it is, but let me take a look first and then I'll tell you what tell you what it definitely is so she takes a look around my mouth and then she sits me back up and she's like hi I've just got to go and see like a couple other people um I'll come back to you because um we definitely need to sort this situation out but it looks like you've got stress-induced gingivitis I just kind of sat there blinking at her so she walks out and then I'm talking to this like hygienist lady who is also helping out you know there's always like two people in the dentist room um, and she's like, yeah, so like, you know, what, uh, why are you stressed? Like, you're so young. What are you stressed about? And I'm like, oh, financial stress, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, yes, like Australia is so expensive and she's foreign. I want to know where she comes from. Where, where, where can I escape to that's not so expensive? <laughs> so anyway, the dentist comes back and she gives me a clean. And then after, after she, you know, does, does some other stuff, she sits me up and she's like, look, um, I need you to get an electric toothbrush, um, because technology just in general is better and, you know, your, your teeth really need this. You're probably being too rough with your teeth now. I know you've always had good oral hygiene, but, um, it's probably just you getting like, rougher with your teeth. And so get an electric toothbrush that has a sensor on it that tells you when you're being too rough. I need you to go and buy this, um, special sensitive toothpaste for your teeth, um, which is going to help with your gingivitis and also strengthening your teeth and your gums because your gums are a seating and that made me freak out and I also need you to get this uh, medical uh, mouthwash uh, to repair your gums and to get rid of your gingivitis so I'm thinking well fuck I have stress-induced gingivitis I need to pay for this dental appointment and I now need to go and buy an electric toothbrush some sensitive fucking expensive toothpaste and a medical grade mouthwash fuck and guys this is just kind of like part of the iceberg because you know because I'm stressed it's causing other issues in my body you know it's not just this fucking stress induced gingivitis it's also like I've got constant thrush and so I'm constantly having to get medication to keep that at bay I already have rheumatoid arthritis I'm dealing with stress 
I'm dealing with the fact that I'm getting migraines to the point where I can't see. And so I'm spending and eating, spending money on and eating fucking Panadol and Ibuprofen every day to fucking keep my migraines at bay. So I've got, in general, okay, let's start from the beginning again. I've got rheumatoid arthritis. I'm stressed. I'm getting migraines to the point where I can't see. I've now got fucking stress-induced gingivitis. I've got constant thrush because of the stress. I'm getting rashes on my hands. So I had to go and see my doctor the other day. Yep, just another fucking doctor appointment. Had to go and see my doctor again to get special cream to get rid of these stress rashes on my hands. And obviously this cream is like expensive. And then on top of this, I just found out I've got a swollen fucking lymph node. Whatever the fuck that is. So I'll go through the list again. This this is my list of uh, health conditions at the moment. Oh, you know what? No, I've already... And I've also got bunion issues. Because my, bun- my feet are going to snap in the next couple of years. I don't know if I've mentioned that yet. But I seriously need to get bunion surgery. Because my feet are fucked as well. So I'm just going to go through my list of um, health problems at the moment. From the beginning. I've got rheumatoid arthritis. I've got bunions that need surgery on them. I'm stressed out financially. And just in general with this quarter life crisis. I'm getting migraines to the point where I can't see. I've got gingivitis. I've got constant thrush, which goes and comes and goes and comes. I've got stress rashes on my hand and a swollen fucking lymph node. Like what the fuck? Stress sucks. It's a killer. I get it now. I I am addicted to chaos and with chaos comes a bit of stress. And don't get me wrong, a bit of stress, especially like like positive stress, like if you're passionate about a project and it has a certain due date but you're and you know you're stressed because you've got to get it in on time but you're really like you're loving working on it you know like that's that's like positive stress whereas like negative stress is obviously like financial stress is is a very negative stress so how do you deal with stress well I googled it and here's a list of 10 things that you can do to help deal with stress apparently number one is meditation I think I've mentioned this before, but I'm self-diagnosed with ADHD. I don't know if I actually have ADHD because my mum doesn't want me to go to my doctor and actually get diagnosed with it if I do, in fact, have it because she doesn't like labels. (laughs) I love labels because I like to know what the fuck's wrong with me and how to fix it. Not that if you have ADHD, that's something wrong with you. But I was talking to my friend the other day whose boyfriend has ADHD and she says that he was recently put on some medication and he's doing a lot better for it. I wonder what that would be like and if I have it. And if I want a medication and what I would be like, who knows? Because I can't go to my doctor and get tested. I mean, I can. I'm 23. I just don't want to disappoint my mum, you know? <laughs> so yeah, meditation. Uh, I've tried it before. My brain just constantly ticks at a million miles an hour. And I just, pff, even in my sleep, even even when I'm sleeping, I'm like working or I'm busy or I'm productive in my sleep. Like I'm constantly on the go all the time. My brain just doesn't stop fucking ticking unless I'm drunk. <laughs> we'll get into that in a second. Number two is stretching. I love stretching. Um, and then next is exercising. So I I exercise, like I go to the gym, what, twice a week, sometimes three, sometimes it's one, who knows, it fluctuates, depends. Uh, but after exercising, I always like to stretch. It's really great. Um, just in general, when I'm sitting on the couch, sometimes I'll just stretch anyway. It feels great. Um, so that's already just a part of my, my general everyday, every, every week kind of routine. Um, eating healthy. I do eat relatively healthy. Okay, sure. I have, um, you know, a chocolate addiction. But, uh, you know, for the most part, I do eat really healthy. I might put random shit on my plate, but it's all, it all works together. Okay, it's not a whole meal. I don't cook like an omelette, but it'll be like egg and then a bit of carrot 
and then a bit of spinach and I'll just eat it in sections and that might be weird and yes it is weird but it's better than burning my apartment down because I can't cook. Number five is getting plenty of sleep. Um, that's probably something that I could work on. I have an alarm that goes off on my phone every night at 10.30 because I need a, like I should be asleep by 11 o'clock at night to wake up at 7am to get eight hours of sleep. So I have an alarm that goes off on my phone at 10.30 um, that says, go to sleep, you slut, you th- you'll thank me in the morning. Like That's literally what my alarm says to me. Then do I ever listen to it? No, because I don't know, I must hate myself. Sleep is, I love sleeping and I love to sleep in, but I'm such a night owl and I just like to be up at night and I like and I feel most productive at night. Uh, I'm currently filming this at, what's the time? It's 8pm. So, okay, it's not like super late, but it is, you know, evening. So, okay, maybe that's one thing that I could try more of. Number six is self-talk. I talk to myself all the fucking time because I am a crazy person, just like I'm talking to myself now. You guys listening to this podcast are listening to a pre-recorded version of this podcast. It's not live. I'm not actually talking to you right here in this moment. (laughs) I'm just sitting in my living room talking to myself like a crazy person. So, I mean, I already do that. Number seven is journaling. As I've mentioned in a previous episode, I have been journaling for the last 10 years. That's something that I'm actually quite proud of myself for. However, you know, I have so much to say and so much to write that I end up getting a hand cramp. And so I have to limit myself to each time I write in my journal, only do it for an hour or an hour and a half. Um, And so that's why, that's one of the reasons I actually started this podcast, because I just, I had a lot more to say and I wanted to express with my voice how I felt about certain things as well, because that does not translate to a journal always. Number eight is listening to music. I literally think I might die without music. I actually have three music notes tattooed behind my left ear. My left ear? Yes, my left ear. Um, And I got that done a few years ago because, you know, I don't produce music and I'm not like a music, like I'm not a music critique, you know. I don't, my ex-boyfriend was a music critique, whatever. I like my music and my music keeps me calm for the most part. My, my favourite genre of music is actually um, rock. Love me some rock. I was always such an angry kid. Don't know why. But yeah, so listening to rock music just made me feel like more at peace. And you know, some people who are angry kids, they listen to like hard metal and like screamo shit. And I just, mm, no, that was already what I did with my mum every day. So rock was just really good. And like rock is actual music. Like rock, that's music. To me, that's music. So I already do that. I already listen to music. Number nine is art. Um, I love art. My The fashion that I do is art. I fucking, I love creating, like, I create a mood board every year and I fucking love that because, like, collaging is art. Um, I have, like, a small digital art business that is a fucking failure, but sometimes I'll just like to draw things because it makes me calm. The interior of my apartment is art because I've decorated it relatively nicely or as nicely as I can. And number 10 on how to do with stress in general is spending time with loved ones. So Saturday, I hit up my friend and um, she was like, oh, I'm going out with some of the girls, you should come. So I was like, okay, cool, sounds fun, but I'm just gonna come for for one drink. Being around, I love being around my friends, I'm an extrovert, I thrive off of being in social situations, Um, but I am, I am not a one drink kind of a gal. In all honesty, I find it a lot easier to stay sober or to just have one drink when my mental health is doing really well and when I'm not under negative stress. And so, you know, it's really not a good idea for me to go out and to just say, oh, I'm not going to have a drink or I'm just going to have one drink because you betcha, I got absolutely and completely fucking paralytic so that I would forget all of my problems. 
because when you're that fucking drunk, you just don't care. I got introduced to soju. That shit's dangerous. <laughs> I should be banned. I should just be banned from alcohol in general. Anyway, so I made a little bit of money the other week uh, doing some alterations for a friend. But that little bit of money that I did make, I really should have, I don't know, fucking put it in my bills account or gave it back to my mum because I owe her fucking eight grand or, you know, something other than spending it on fucking soju and getting paralytic. But, you know, apparently me just wanted to get absolutely fucking paralytic so I didn't have to think about all that shit. And you know what? It was it was really nice being paralytic because I don't... You know what? The thing is, I don't remember a goddamn thing. And that means that for those few hours where I, my memory just obviously like wasn't fucking there, I, I didn't remember all my stresses and it must have felt so good. I tell you what though, woke up the next morning not fucking okay. <laughs> and I know myself and I know that when I'm not dealing emotionally well that I do drink and that I binge drink. Like I'm not, I'm not the kind of person who you know, every night I want to sit down and have a drink. Sometimes I do because I just enjoy alcohol in general. Like I enjoy bourbon. Like it is one of my sweet loves in life. But, you know, I'm one of these people that it's more or less not, not an alcoholic to the point where she drinks every single night. But when I do go out for one drink, I just get completely fucking paralytic every single time and I black out and just bad shit happens. And I know it's not good for me, but I do it anyway. And it's just this vicious cycle. It's like sleeping. It's like because like I just I feel so motivated like during the nighttime. And so I want to stay up. But then obviously I don't get enough sleep at night and I wake up in the morning feeling absolutely shit. And I know I can fix it. But for whatever reason, I just find it really fucking hard to. And I feel the exact same way about drinking. I think I've mentioned in a previous episode that I did lose my dad at 18. Um, it was really sudden. Uh, he died in a motorbike accident and that's why I don't like motorbikes but when he died you know obviously that's my dad so that was an ex- the hardest thing that I've ever gone through in my life so far and I spiraled I, it was really bad and to the point where you know I went and saw my doctor um this one time because I was just getting paralytic every single weekend I just didn't know how to help myself and I felt numb and if anybody's ever lost someone that's that close to them, like, they'll know this. But I pretty much got diagnosed as being, like, a binge-drinking alcoholic. So I wasn't this person that, at the time, like, felt like they needed to, to drink constantly because I was just, felt numb in general. But then when I did have one drink, it just felt so good because, obviously, you know, when you're drunk, it, you know, it can feel really good. And so I would just drink myself into oblivion and... Yeah, I was diagnosed as pretty much an alcoholic and I did like a three-month AA program and I'm pretty sure I completed the whole three months and because, yeah, it took me it took me that long to like go into these weekly meetings and like listening to people and their stories because obviously like when you're in these meetings, people don't glorify drinking and going out and getting crazy and oh my gosh, like sometimes that is so much fun but in these meetings it wasn't. Like these people spoke about how alcohol ruined their lives and I'm, I'm just this fucking like loser 18 year old sitting in these meetings everybody's just looking at me like who the fuck is this young and sitting here like what she got to worry about and obviously I don't know that's probably not what they were thinking maybe maybe some of them were who knows who cares but it took listening to some of these people's stories just about how alcohol ruined their lives and how they're really trying to get themselves like back on track to really kind of scare me into being like all right like I really need to stop fucking drinking so yeah, I did. So I put myself on a ban of alcohol for like a few months after that. 
And then when I did eventually start drinking again, it was only like a glass of wine here at family events or, you know, things like that, or like a glass of wine at dinner with a friend, like it wasn't anything insane. But I, I know myself and I know that I shouldn't go out and binge drink because every time I do go out and I do say, oh, I'm just going to have one drink and I am in that kind of social setting, um, I do tend to get fucking paralytic and it's just, I, I should know better. And it's such a toxic way to deal with, to deal with stress and to deal with like emotional instability, but I can't help myself and I, uh, it's easier said than done putting things into play like that, like changing, changing habits. Cause it is such a habit for me. That's what it is. Changing any habit, biting your nails to not biting your nails, people that smoke to not smoking, snacking, they're all habits. And it just, this just happens to be an extreme habit. <laughs> and I know that I need to get out of it. But you know, if I was to seek help, it costs money, put me in financial stress, make me want to go out and binge drink, go on this vicious cycle again. Mm, sucks. So yeah, feeling stuck again, just like that. And stress is a killer. Like stress, stress is, stress affects everybody so differently, but like constant and ongoing and the increase of stress like elevates like your hormones and like your blood pressure and it can end up leading to a heart attack and stroke. And like, I definitely don't fucking want that, especially not at 23. Like I'm so young. And what fucks me off is that people are constantly telling me, you're doing so well. Like, look at you go. Like, look at all that you've achieved. And I'm like, okay, cool. But I'm so fucking stressed. But if I don't start making more money, I'm going to lose my apartment. <laughs> you know, like, ugh. and, you know, compliments and praise and telling me how good I am at my job and all of that. That's sorry. Kindness doesn't fucking pay my bills and pay my mortgage. So I've Googled how to deal with financial stress and there's a, there's a list of seven things here. So the first one is prioritize what you can control. So with my salary at the moment, when after I have finished paying my mortgage for that fortnight, putting money, enough money into my bills account to cover my bills when they come around into a separate account, putting money into my health fund, purchasing my medications that I need for my rheumatoid arthritis. This isn't even including the other health stress related shit that I'm going through at the moment. Just putting money aside for that. Putting money aside for food shopping. I spend $70 on food shopping a week. Putting money aside for petrol for my car. And my car doesn't use a whole lot of petrol. I'm left with, I'll be really honest here. I'm left with about $100. And as interest rates keep rising, that's going to run out. And I'm going to have to be putting that money towards my mortgage. And at the moment, that $100 is going towards the little things in life, like getting coffee with a friend, you know, a couple times a week or getting a yochi or, you know, and okay, I can give up those things, but that's what life is. And like, without those things, like, what the fuck is the point? So I'm doing the best I can as far as prioritizing what I can control. Number two is find ways to earn more money. I guess I could get a second job, uh, but I work full time already. Like, and that is really quite strenuous, um, especially my job and the company is slowly growing. And that's partly to do with, you know, me um, because I do the sales and I'm bringing in like a lot of business, but it is quite strenuous. And I did have, um, and so when I was a retail store manager, when I took on my role now, I did stay on as casual for this retail store. And so I did do a shift on a Thursday night for late night shopping every here and there. And I did do like a weekend shift every here and there. 
But even like adding that onto like the 38 hours a week that I was working, it was just a lot. And then also trying to fit in, you know, family events and find time to spend with my friends and actually having a life outside of working because as much, as much as I love working and I really, I love working and I love working hard and I love being good at what I do. Your life isn't just work and it's something that, and honestly, like it takes me a lot to say that because I genuinely do like live to work. Like I love to work, but I also love life in general and I love everything else that life comes with and you know that is my social life and if I didn't have that I'd just I'd be more of a mess than I am right now and you know getting another job isn't the only way that you can make money like you can also um like invest in shares and I've already tried that and I've lost money in that and okay I still have some money in that but I'm trying to get it back up to where it was before I take any of that money out because I can't sell it at a loss like that that would just like like ruin me (laughs) it would really hurt And honestly, like considering OnlyFans, that's something that like I've genuinely seriously considered because like I do work to have the body that I have and I, you know, for the most part, I like my body and, you know, to sell that online would be so fucking easy, but I just couldn't do it, especially if I want to be this businesswoman one day. And I'm not saying that businesswomen can't have a history. Like there are plenty of, you know, successful people out there that will want strippers to pay themselves through university, but... I just can't do it. And that comes down to like a couple things in my life. One of them being that I grew up in a semi-conservative household and it's just ingrained in my head that I can't do that. You know, if I was to do something like this, then there's a good chance that I like my family love me and I love them so much, but you know, they would not be happy if I was to do something like that. And obviously I'd really like to keep my family happy because I love them and I want them in my life. And I'm just not willing to risk the relationship that I have with them for money that just sounds stupid that's just stupid to me and as I've said before like I always see the bigger picture in things and I think about like who the majority of these people that are going to be watching me on OnlyFans even if it's just like me posting things in lingerie like the majority of people who are watching who are like looking at that I just oh I don't know no it just really irks me I just don't think that that's something that I can deal with and you know kudos to you know, everybody out there that does do things, that does OnlyFans and, you know, to the people that I know that do OnlyFans, oh my God, good for you. Like, good, like, I, I just can't bring myself to do it. I'm not judging you guys whatsoever. Like, I think it's amazing that you have that, I guess, I don't know, courage to, to do that. But, and I've got plenty of confidence and I will do other things. Hell, I even did burlesque for a couple months. And I think it just comes down to the fact that I was brought up in like, yeah, semi-conservative household and, you know, it was ingrained in my brain that I can't be a successful businesswoman if I go and put my body online, as well as other things like, (laughs) oh, this podcast, God, should I even be talking about things online? But then that's such a stupid old school way of thinking, like, oh, I don't know. (laughs) I constantly have fights with myself in my head. It's a nightmare. Anyway, back to this list. Number three is pay essential bills. So I always pay my essential bills first. Any, any money that I get from my paycheck goes straight to my mortgage, then it goes into my bills account and then my health fund and it, it does all of that. But like literally, like there's like, as I said, pretty much no fucking money left after that, apart from a hundred bucks a fortnight, which is $50 a week, which, you know, if I go over my shopping budget or if I go over my petrol budget, that's gone anyway. So, and that soon needs to go on my mortgage. And then what happens when rates rise even more and I, it's going to be even more than that. Well, don't even want to think about that. It's just making me so stressed now. Number four is save money. And it's got in brackets here, if you can. 
well, as I just said, can't fucking do that at the moment. Need to find a way to make more money to sustain my life at the moment, let alone save. So, um, yeah, that one's out the door. Number five is track your money saving progress. Well, as we just said in number four, the saving money, that's not even fucking happening. So that one, throw that, throw that in the bin too. Number six is talk to your lenders. Well, I mean, it was only like four months ago that I actually bought this apartment and uh, my mum went guarantor on the house. So yeah, not something I can talk to them about just yet. Maybe give it another two years and I'll probably be able to talk to them about it, but that's even if I still have this fucking apartment anyway. And number seven is consult with financial professionals. Thing is, guess what? <laughs> you never guess. Financial professionals cost money. <laughs> Fuck what a vicious cycle this world is. So yeah, definitely not doing that. My mum is my financial professional because my mum is actually really amazing at budgeting. And, you know, she, she used to work at a bank. And so she just, I don't know, she just gets it. I don't know how, I don't know how the fuck she did it. And I do have a, I do have a shopping problem. I haven't actually bought anything in like ages. I haven't bought anything in ages. It's fucking crazy to me. I can't believe I haven't bought anything in ages. But it's because I genuinely can't. Like I, I can't, you know, I already owe mum eight grand. I owe my mother eight grand because I have a shopping problem. Like that's fucked up. And the thing is as well, when I'm stressed, shopping was such an outlet for me. <laughs> and that's another vicious circle. But because I'm financially stressed at the moment, and there's, according to this list, really fucking nothing that I can do, really, the only way that I'm going to overcome this is by making more money. But I work my ass off. And, you know, I'm good at my job. And... I have put in a proposal for a pay rise, but the company that I work for, it's only so big and they don't pay like everybody there is on minimum wage and there's only so much that I can grow like at that company, which is really not a lot. But the thing is though, like if I, if I don't find another way to make money and if interest rates keep going up the way that they are, like I'm going to lose my apartment. But in saying that, getting another job isn't the easiest thing either. Like, there's a certain amount of luck that comes with applying for jobs as well as, like, your skill and your employability and all of that as well. Like, if you're, you know, one of 200 people that apply for a job and you happen to be one of the 10 selected and that go to interview and then, you know, you out of those 10 people that were randomly selected to interview, you happen to be the best. Like, but what if you, what if you were perfect for the job but you weren't one of the 10 selected you know what I mean? And okay, yes, there's things like um, like a presentation of your resume or your cover letter or, you know, your cover video because that's a thing now or your work experience or and that's another thing as well. Like, I guess, you know, I'm I do really well in interviews. Like, I mean, I, I feel quite comfortable in those situations and I feel like it's really easy to answer like most of the questions that they have. But, you know, I went from school straight to university straight into a full-time job where I worked for a year and now I'm and then straight from that full-time job to this full-time job which I've been in for nearly a year now as well but because on my resume it'd look like okay she was in uni and then she had a job for a year and then she had a job for a year and now she's going for another job like it just doesn't look that great but like what the fuck am I supposed to do like I'm just trying to find myself in this world and retail sucked it was just not ugh, and it didn't earn me enough and, you know, this job is a little bit more than retail, but now this job is coming to a point where it's not earning me enough. And I bought the cheapest fucking thing on the market <laughs> and I can't even pay for it. And another thing is like, I've never considered myself to be someone who compares themselves to others. Like, 
I never really compared myself to like my friends or like people online as far as like body image goes because that's like a lot of the time what people talk about when talking about comparing themselves to others is like body image and I've just I've always felt really like quite comfortable in my skin and I do work really hard on like my mental health and not letting things that I see online affect me but I've kind of come to the realization lately that I do compare myself to people around me and I do compare myself to people online but I compare myself I measure myself against the success of others and like how successful they are in comparison to myself and it really fucking gets me down. You know, people tell me, "You're doing so you're doing so fucking well. Like, look look at you go. Look at all that you've accomplished." But I'm like, "Yeah, but look at what these people have accomplished and they're younger than me." And it just sucks. I had no idea that I was comparing myself to these people, but I am and it gets me down so much. I listen to podcasters like Emma Chamberlain and like Olivia Neal who are younger than me and have all this success without even realizing why they have it. And it's just depressing and draining because like, I think like I work my ass off and I've been doing everything right. And I've been doing everything I've been told to. And yet I'm like struggling. And I don't know, maybe instead of sitting here and talking to my computer and venting, I should, you know, be productive and maybe start applying for jobs and whatever. But I need to vent because if I didn't vent openly and honestly, and maybe keep like, this is like a journal. It's like, this is, I'm thinking of this like a journal and I can, I can track my progress and I need to vent. As humans, you need to vent. You can't just bottle things up. But yeah, I just think like, how the fuck did these people get to where they are? Or like, I've got friends who, you know, a few years ago had like a fucking dull job and now, and yes, okay, they've worked really hard the last two years, but now they're earning like so much fucking money. And I'm like, I, how the fuck, you know what I mean? Or like I had friends that didn't go to uni and they've worked their way up the corporate ladder and they're doing really well. And I'm like, that's amazing. And like, I'm so happy for them, but I'm also so envious because I want to work and I love working. And like, I know that I'm good at what I do and I love to be busy and I am addicted to chaos. I just don't know what the fuck to do or how to get there. And I don't really know a lot of like super successful people either. Like I don't know someone who might want to take a chance on me and give me like a go at something. And, you know, because chances are like, you know, I believe in myself and I believe that I'd be really good at it. You know, like I'm I pick up things like pretty easily and I'm pretty good with people and, and I get very, very passionate about things and I get excited about things and I'm always coming up with new ideas and you know, and at, like in the jobs that I have had, I've told, I've been told that I do them like really well, but you know, praise and compliments don't pay my mortgage and they don't pay my bills and they don't keep my stress levels down. They might make me feel a little good for like five seconds, but ultimately like it's not really benefiting me, is it? So I guess if you're one of these people that compares yourself to the success of others around you or online and you're going through a rough patch, just know that like you're not the only one there I like I'm I'm in that situation too and I'm sure that there are plenty of other people out there that are in the same situation you know and it's only talking to some people that I know lately that I figured out they're in the same situations as I am kind of like very similar situations and I'm like shit like you know it's really good to feel like you're not alone like I think that's what's kind of like keeping me together is knowing that And it's not that I want other people to be going through the same stresses and to be feeling the way that I am, but it's good to know that I'm not alone and it's not something that I alone am doing to fuck up my life. Like, it's just something that people go through and some people are lucky enough, like, not to go through it or people go through different stresses and everybody's life is different. But just know if 
this is something that you're going through if you are going through financial stress and if you do feel stuck like you're not the only one I feel so stuck right now I feel like I'm in quicksand I am however an optimist and I believe in just pushing through that's how I was raised and I guess life is hard and we've just got to get over it and move on with our lives and do the best that we fucking can because really what other option do we have and I love life I have gone through a lot of shit in my life but I've also had really amazing experiences in my life and for a 23 year old I'm so happy that I have had the life that I have had so far and okay you know really bad shit has happened I lost my dad for fuck's sake like that was gutting but I've also had some really fun times with my my friends and my family and you know it was amazing to graduate uni and you know one day I believe that I will be successful and I will have the career of my dreams and I will have the family of my dreams and you know and I will be able to travel and you know get everything that I want like I am an optimist and I love life and I'm and I just want to work hard so that I can get there and I just want to be given the chance to work hard and to get there and I just need to make a little bit more money so I can actually fucking pay for some shit and so that my body can stop fucking itself up <laughs> I'm honestly so sick of being sick stress-induced gingivitis what the fuck that's just that's just dumb anyway guys this podcast episode was a bit up and down but I do hope that you enjoyed listening to it and I look forward to talking to you guys in my next episode bye